Good evening, and welcome to Transforming Lives, the radio ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. What does a man who God caused to eat grass and a man who uh, was so arrogant that he uh, chose to stay a leper or was going to choose to stay a leper have in common? And the answer is pride, arrogant pride, sinful pride. I want to personally welcome you to our, welcome our listening audience tonight. This program is a ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute, and it's located in Garrettsville, Ohio. My name is Armand Tiffey, pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in Mayfield Heights, Ohio, and I'm joined here with my wife, Kathy, and also with Glenn Dunn, pastor of Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, and Gus Supan, uh, pastor at Cuyahoga Valley Community Church. Our uh, fearless leader is not with us today. <laughs> he was traveling uh, this weekend. Uh, so he's um, uh, relaxing since he had a hard weekend. Joe? I'm sure he's not watching TV. No, I'm sure he's not watching the <laughs> not, Super Bowl, not right? Because no. no. Yes. Neither is Debbie. No, no that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, this evening, we want to, for this next hour, we want to talk on the topic of a biblical view of pride and humility. Pride is a, it's a big topic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a um, major, major topic. Uh, area uh, in the Bible. It's kind of interesting that um, it's such a, someone called pride the the, uh, epidemic vice, they said. They call it the epidemic vice. In other words, it's everywhere, and it manifests itself in so many ways. And as much as we may hate to admit it, uh, we all have pride. Each one of us, any, mm-hmm. everyone out that I'm speaking to today and mm-hmm. uh, uh, this evening and all of us in this room, we have all, all have pride. And the question is not, uh, do I have it, but where is it mm-hmm. and how much of it do I have is really the question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We all have the tendency to think just too much about ourselves and too much of ourselves. Amy Carmichael mm-hmm. uh, made a, a statement where I thought it was interesting. She once said, those who think too much of themselves— don't think enough. And Charles Swindoll said, the world's smallest package is a man wrapped up in himself. God says it like this in his word about a pride, per, proud person. He says, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Andrew Murray said that pride is the root of every sin and evil. That's a pretty powerful statement. Mm. That's an all-encompassing mm-hmm. statement, isn't it, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. The root of every sin and evil, and, sh- and, it, and it certainly is. And Murray's right. Pride is the beginning of every sin. Now, despite the fact that it's so widespread, isn't it kind of perplexing how little in our day and age is written on this topic? There is very little yes. written on this particular topic. If you want to read about this topic of sinful pride, uh, the biblical view of, of, of pride, you have to read the Puritans. Mm-hmm. They're the ones That's that right. wrote, wrote a great amount about, uh, about it. Uh, however, today you can go to Christian bookstores or even any secular bookstore, and you'll find just so much uh, about written today uh, that ex- to exalt ourselves self-exaltation the the the, uh 
which is an aspect of pride. You know, it's all about me, my esteem, uh, my worth, my accomplishments, uh, self-exaltation. Now, with that uh, brief introduction to that, I'd like to just uh, hand over to the uh, ask our, our panel here tonight. Why should a Christian, I'm sure this is a Christian radio station, many of the people that are out there right now are Christians, why should a Christian be concerned with overcoming pride in his life? Well, I think you, you alluded to that when you started up by calling it an epidemic, first of all. And, and secondly, one of the people you quoted there said it's the, 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 the base of all sin. It's the first of the, of the seven deadly sins, and it's the essence of all sin. So it's in everything, every sin that we commit. Pride has its, has its presence. Hmm. I think with that being said, Gus, though, that uh, we could say that we need to be concerned about pride because it's clear in God's word that it's something that God hates. Mm-hmm. It says everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, mm-hmm. and assuredly he will not be unpunished. Mm. So that's we need to take that seriously, and it, it is something that God hates. You, uh, you mentioned, um, Armand, the necessity to look to the Puritans and... Um, much of what I brought in preparation for tonight's broadcast, um, funny enough, has has to do with some of what the Puritans say. And, w- and I think one of the first reasons that Christians should be concerned about pride is because Christ commands us to be humble. Yes. And and it, that is something that, it, frankly, as you alluded to at the beginning here, flies in the face of what we hear from many pulpits today, from what we hear from certainly from the radio uh, from the television, you know, from the council of the world, um, that we are to be humble. And um, a Puritan pastor by the name of uh, Alex Archibald Alexander um, wrote this, It is incongruous for Christians to be enjoying ease and prosperity in this world when their Lord was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. For the, Christians to, for the Christian to seek great things for himself here in this world does not befit the character of a disciple of the meek and lowly Jesus. Mm -hmm. It is a striking peculiarity in the religion of Christ that in the conditions of discipleship, taking up the cross is the first thing. He never enticed any to follow him with the promise of earthly prosperity or exemption from suffering. On the Mm. contrary, he assures them that in the world they will have tribulation. Whoever will not take Christ with his cross shall never sit with him on his throne. No cross no crown, hmm. holds an important truth in a very few words. Mm. Excellent. And that, I think, really sums up the need for us to be thinking about this matter of humility mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, being prideful. And, and when, you, when you think here that Christ never enticed anyone to follow him with the promise of earthly prosperity, just think about what we hear today, mm-hmm. sadly, even from so many pulpits. Mm-hmm. You know, follow Christ and you'll have health, you'll have wealth, you'll have all the things hmm. that you think are important. <laughs> and and this is exactly, many times, the opposite of what yes. Jesus right. himself said, follow me. I, I think another, uh, in answer to your question, Armin, another, uh, another part of the problem is few people identify the things that they do as prideful. They don't mm-hmm. think if they're being critical that that's not being prideful. They don't think if uh, they're striving to be number one 
I mean, that's what the culture tells us we have to do. Mm-hmm. So they think that that's good. They don't. They don't see sin in that. Yeah, right. We, right. we all do that. Right. right. Where it's uh, uh, kind of like the peer pressure, or well, maybe that's not quite the, the right word. It's similar to that, though. But uh, <laughs> it's the everyone else is doing it, or it's the uh, uh, the social facilitation, what they call. So you know, it's just whatever everyone else is doing. It's just we can't even recognize it, uh, and so forth. It is blinding. Uh, but how about as far as uh, all of all of us here, we all teach God's Word regularly. Uh, we're teachers of God's Word. We counsel people uh, here. All of us have a counseling ministry as well. Uh, as far as this area, uh, why a Christian should be concerned with overcoming sinful pride in his life, how does it hinder? Do you find a hindrance in people you're trying to counsel who, are, who have pride? Absolutely. Yeah, they don't recognize that what they're doing mm-hmm. is sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the first things I think we have to combat in the counseling uh, area is is um, people who are offended when they're told about their sin. Mm-hmm. Criticism. You know? Mm-hmm. And, Especially and, pride. No one wants to be told that they're prideful. Absolutely. Right. And they may not even be coming in for the issue of pride mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, they maybe they're struggling with anger. Maybe they're struggling mm-hmm. with worry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you can begin to confront through the Scriptures uh, how God addresses that and how it's seen in their own lives and so forth, then all of a sudden we see pride bubble mm-hmm. up to the surface, too, mm-hmm. and say, hey, well, who do you think you are, Pastor, to yes. talk to me about those things? Right. Or you'd be angry, too, if you right. were, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And well, so we deal with it yes. often. And also I think another area of struggle where you can see the pride surface is uh, if we were to define sin, uh, sin, that sin is really pride because it's wanting to go our own way. And when we're in a counseling setting and we're trying to give principles or direction from God's word, that uh, a counselee or somebody who's struggling may not want to go that way. Right. They don't want to go God's mm-hmm. way. They want to go their way. Yep. You know, in a sense, we're saying, you know, I don't need God or I can handle this in, in my own way. Or maybe I only want to uh, do part of what God says. It, it goes, Kathy, it goes right down to the Word of God. They yeah. they don't want to accept it. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about Christians now. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to, 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 they don't want to look at it because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they got this under control. God's not going to really tell yeah. me what to do. Yeah. They won't mm-hmm. put it necessarily in that kind of language. And, and what you're saying here is uh, pride, uh, or the reason why we need to be concerned about it as Christians, because it regulates us to be unteachable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and if you're unteachable, you're, you're not going to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. So it's a hindrance to your spiritual walk. I had a counselee tell me one time on a marriage counseling situation. She came in. We had four or five different counseling sessions. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, Pastor, I'm a born-again Christian. I believe the Bible is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And I believe the advice you're giving me is really good. But I'm going to go ahead and get a divorce anyhow and deal with the sin later. That is about the most arrogant mm-hmm. and proudful mm-hmm. thing somebody could say. <laughs> mm. But don't you think we see that, excuse me, but don't you think we see that a lot in the counseling setting? In other words, people will cling to, for example, Romans, what Paul speaks against, Romans 6 1, shall we continue on in sin that grace may abound? Yeah, sure. God forbid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say in verse 15 of Romans 6 that grace isn't even a license to sin. Yeah. And this is what people do. They say, well, I'm going to make this this decision. I know I shouldn't uh, be doing this. I know I shouldn't be having this affair and so forth, but we're going to get it all right after we 
after we make uh after we you know make this uh, illicit uh, thing and we go mm-hmm. forward with it, mm-hmm. we're going to make it right before the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Before we take our first break, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Gus was even stating. Uh, uh, how would you define it? And uh, and I think one way we can define pride is what are some other biblical terms? What are some synonyms in the Bible for pride that convey the sin of pride? Well, I think pride is is just a determination to go our own way. Mm-hmm. It, it says, "I don't need God." You know, I can handle this on my own, my own, or or even I don't like God's way, or I'll do it my own way that's 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 piercing it's, to the heart <laughs> it's in a sense having a high view of yourself mm, you right. know so as to think that you're better than others or you're independent right. of others mm-hmm. and and even of god I it's it a, that independence in, it ties into selfishness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to be independent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want to be don't i want to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. all right here, here's some here's some synonyms for pride this is from, this is these are biblical terms for pride. Vainglory, conceit, boasting, arrogance, loftiness, presumption, haughtiness, mm. being puffed up, high-minded, scoffing, and self-seeking. That's uh, pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. We're going to take a short 2-minute break here and uh, We'd like you to listen. There'll be some resources that you'll be able to listen to for the next two minutes. If you live in the Cuyahoga Falls area and are looking for a church home, consider visiting The Sanctuary, led by Pastor Jim Dockery. The Sanctuary is a non-denominational church that seeks to worship God with passion and to always adhere to sound biblical doctrine. We believe in vying for the hearts of the unchurched through creative adult and youth programs, in addition to equipping committed church and community members for service and leadership. We're also determined to restore backslidden and broken-hearted believers to Christ. The Sanctuary meets for Sunday morning worship at 10. We're located at 1624 North Moreland Boulevard in Cuyahoga Falls. For more information, call 330-923-1742. That's 330-923-1742. The Sanctuary is a church where God's love is our refuge. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value-in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. 
So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. I'm Armin Tiffey, and uh, here with our panel, discussing the biblical view of pride and humility. And we're also, this is a call-in program. We welcome your calls. You can call in here at 216-901-0933. That's locally, 216-901-0933, or toll-free at 888-677-WORD. 888-677-WORD. And we also want to encourage those of you who are uh, willing to call in tonight that we will be giving away the Bible Promise book. It's a free little uh, pocket-sized booklet with all kinds of topics uh, with related scriptures, topics like anger and courage and death and guilt and hope and Mm-hmm. Humility and pride are even in here, right. the topics that we're talking about tonight with key passages of scriptures on each of these topics. So we're going to uh, we're offering that as a free gift to every mm-hmm. caller. Who and calls one of them, and one of the topics is pride. Yes. Pride and humility <laughs> yeah. are both in uh, here. Both in there. You know, what are some uh, biblical examples that illustrate the sin of pride and the sad results of it? Can you think of any biblical examples one that comes to my mind that I've been looking at recently is um, the example of Naaman from Second Kings chapter 5. And uh, Naaman was a man who had leprosy. And he uh, uh, was a mighty warrior, but his uh, he had leprosy. And if you know anything about leprosy, it was a... A hopeless condition, especially in Naaman's day. And Naaman's wife had a servant g- girl who was from Israel who uh, spoke of a prophet there whose name was Elijah who would be able to heal Naaman. And so Naaman went and visited this prophet, Elijah, and Elijah didn't co- go face to face and speak with Naaman, but he told Naaman what to do, to go and dip himself seven times in a certain river, the River Jordan. And, well, Naaman was so filled with pride that he was extremely angered Mm -hmm. by Elijah not coming out and speaking to him face to face. 
As a matter of fact, listen to Naaman's response in 2 Kings. It starts in verse 11. It says, but Naaman became furious with, with Elijah, and he went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Mm-hmm. So Naaman was so filled with pride <laughs> that he even wanted to direct how he was going to be cured from this leprosy <laughs> and what the sad result is here is that Naaman was actually willing to walk away a leper rather than submit Mm -hmm. to what Elijah had told him to do. Unless his servant spoke spoke some sense into him. Later on Mm -hmm. and said, come on, Naaman, you can go do that. And Mm -hmm. Naaman, of course, did. Mm -hmm. But what's amazing that, you know, we can be so willing to actually walk away. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing in our own lives, right. you know, mm-hmm. when uh, I see a lot, even with uh, when we are commanded in God's word to forgive someone. And rather than forgive, we are willing to walk away and hold that bitterness within us. Mm-hmm. And bitterness will just literally eat away mm-hmm. at you inside. But in, rather than submit, humble ourselves to God's method and God's ways, we're willing to walk Mm -hmm. away in our helpless conditions Mm -hmm. that we can just, we're going to just do it our own Mm -hmm. way. And it's uh, so, so Uh, sad. Good, good, Mm -hmm. good good biblical example there. Mm -hmm. And uh, would have been a real sad situation if it wasn't for his uh, servant speaking. Yes. uh, uh, But I'm kind of surprised that not one of you, uh, who would be the epitome? What would be the epitome of oh, the sin of, of pride. pride, Lucifer, right? Is it right? Yeah, Satan. Lucifer. Yes, 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 Lucifer. I'm thinking of yeah. humans instead mm-hmm. of <laughs> down the, down the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah, I will. He just he had eye problems, Lifted didn't he? I'll do this. Himself. I'll do that. I'll be above God. I'll, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we go next to Adam and Eve. You'll be like God. So we, we, we can say the first sin in creation was pride, sure. Lucifer. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. any person that we see within the scriptures right. who is wanting to go their own way and lift themselves and exalt themselves above the Lord, mm-hmm. above God, uh, we see the example of pride. Amen. What would be some ways that sinful pride would manifest our, itself in our lives? Sometimes we're... Uh, you know, uh, as, as we um, were told, uh, pride is blinding, right? Mm. We've been told pride is blinding, and, uh, and this fact is, is why it's often difficult to see pride in ourselves. And uh, yet, it seems like it's so easy to see it in others, but it's difficult to see it in ourselves because there is a blinding aspect of it. So how would we be able to, how would you, could you expose it? What are some ways that we manifest it that we might not even know is sinful pride? I think one of the first evidences of the fact that we're struggling with pride is the fact that we seldom confess it. Hmm. Um, you know, we, we were talking at the beginning of the of the broadcast about counselees in the office, and I was going to say, you know why we can identify so well with them? Because we struggle with the same things. We struggle with, with our own prideful, you know, their own, our own sin of pride when we're confronted with sin. Um, I know... Uh, 
you know, even as pastors, we can uh, struggle with that, with pride. You know, what's the definition of a successful church or a successful pastor and so forth? Um, and that could probably be in a broadcast itself. But uh, <laughs> Jonathan Edwards, um, a great American uh, pastor, Reformed pastor, what he said this, what a foolish, silly, miserable, blind, deceived, poor worm I am mm. when pride works. Oh. Mm-hmm. And and I think probably one of the ways that we see the fact that we are prideful is that we very seldom confess the sin of pride mm-hmm. and ask God to make mm-hmm. us humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I would think that would be uh, probably one, uh, a major area that manifests pride, that reveals pride, is ingratitude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ingratitude. Mm-hmm. Yes, not having a thankful yeah, because pride, pride uh, proud people usually don't think that they deserve, uh, you know, they deserve uh, uh, what is good. And the result is that they see no reason to be thankful for what they receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, another one is uh, the desire for most of us to want to be independent. Mm-hmm. We don't want to submit to someone. We Wives don't want to submit to their husbands. Uh, husbands do want, don't want to uh, uh, treat their wives in an understanding way because... They want their own comforts, their own leisure, their own pleasure satisfied. I come first. Me, mm-hmm. my, mine, and I mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-glorification, I think, is a is another way that pride manifests itself mm-hmm. um, in us. You know, we want to we want to glorify self. Um, mm. it, in his uh, it book uh, on humility, C.J. Mahaney says this: that's that's the motive and the ultimate purpose of pride to rob God of legitimate glory, and to pursue self-glorification, contending for supremacy with him. The proud person seeks to glorify himself and not God, thereby attempting, in effect, to deprive God of something only he is worthy Mm -hmm. to receive. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, very good. I think perfectionism is another Mm. uh, manifestation of pride. And and in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus confronts the Pharisees there uh, who were concerned about the outward appearance, but not the inward heart. Mm -hmm. They wanted to look good. Mm -hmm. They wanted to appear like they were so perfect. And yet the inside was Mm -hmm. what the Lord is concerned about, mm-hmm. and they were filled point. with mm-hmm. evil and sin. They are just mm-hmm. rooted, just a root of pride. You yeah. know, shyness mm-hmm. can also yes. be yes. Yeah. Um, actually a, a, the sin of pride. Mm. When, you know, someone says, oh, I could never do that because I'm too shy. You know, it, you have to sometimes remind people, well, it's really not about you. It's about mm-hmm. what God has called you to do or enabled you to do. So that's a good point about mm-hmm. perfectionism and and I think also shyness. You know, one that uh, people may not think of is uh, talking too much. Hmm. Uh, now, I, what I mean by that is... Why are you looking at me of, when you say <laughs> This <laughs> is a talk show. And all of us are... All of us are all going to quiet down four of us here are pastors. Well, pastors, we for pastors are known for talking too much. <laughs> and which we? one is Irish? Let me see. <laughs> but when I say talking too... I, don't, I mean not just talking too much about yourself. That's obvious. That's an obvious one. Everyone knows that. But just talking too much uh, as well is, um, is a form of pride because proud people who talk too much often do so because they think what they have to say is more important than what anyone else has to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a form of pride. 
or or they always have something to say about everything, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that reminds me of Proverbs ten nineteen that says, "In the multitude of words, mm-hmm. sin is not lacking." Mm-hmm. You know, but he who restrains himself mm-hmm. is wise. Right. And it can go either way, uh, pride. You can have a, an inflated view of yourself, which everyone recognizes as pride, inflated view of your importance, your gifts, your abilities, and so forth. Or it could also be a, a, a deflated view. You know, one, you could be so focused on yourself, and the other one is being focused on mm. uh, the lack of your of your gifts uh, or your abilities and so on. And uh, some proud people, they may not uh, come across uh, pride at all because uh, they're always down on themselves. Uh, but this is still an evidence of pride because this the person is focused on self and they want self to be elevated they they have this woe is me attitude to self pity like glenn was saying uh, which really is pride I, they uh, want people to exalt them I oh had you're a, you're, a, you're a not card. i had a card that uh, i thought i had with me tonight but I, I i forgot it and it it came from nancy lee demoss and it's a list of, of about 50 different areas of pride on one side and brokenness on the other and then I, I went through that and I started evaluating mm-hmm. which one of these am I on a scale of 1 to 10. And then I had a friend of mine do it, say, I want you to tell me what you think of me. And I just talked with my wife before we came here tonight that I'd <laughs> like her to do that. Oh. I want her to rate me. Oh. It's great. I wish I would have brought that card. It's just terrific. Oh, you're bold. Well, once again, we might need to take a two-minute break. And the phone number here, we're taking your calls and we return at 216-901-0933. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. 
back to Transforming Lives. I'm Armin Tiffey, and uh, with the panel, we're talking on the topic of a biblical view of pride and humility. And we're also taking calls at this time. Uh, you can call locally here at 216-901-0933. That's 216-901-0933. Or toll-free at 888-677-WORD. 888-677-WORD. And for every caller that calls in here, we're going to be sending you the Bible Promise Book, a little pocket book filled with um, prime scriptures on different topics. Right. Well, we talked about the vice of uh, pride at the first half of our show, why a Christian should be concerned with overcoming it in their life, uh, and uh, what are some biblical examples of the sin of pride and the terrible results of it, and also how pride could manifest ourselves in our lives. Well, now, what virtue would you say uh, replaces sinful pride in the Christian life? We yeah, all know we what all that know is. That, yeah. Yes. What is it? Humility. 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 Humility, right? If pride is the epidemic vice, then humility is the endangered virtue, I guess we can mm-hmm. say, right? Mm-hmm. Because humility is so rare because it's unnatural, isn't it? It's unnatural to man. Yes. Only a Christian who has the, the Spirit of God can really learn genuine humility. And the more we learn humility, the more our lives are going to change. So just as pride is the root of every evil, humility is the root mm. of every virtue. Mm. How'd you, how would you define humility? I would say humility is honestly assessing ourselves in the light of God's holiness and our sinfulness. Mm. And the, uh, uh, Isaiah 66, too, tells it well. It's uh, uh, having a contrite in spirit and trembling at God's word. Mm. 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 I like that, Gus. Mm. What what kind I, of promise? Uh, I'm sorry, honey. Go ahead. Um. Well. Uh, well. Uh, you as you were asking, how would you define humility? I think of the fruit of the spirit. Mm. When you think about, if you were to take, and and it's interesting how you say that, or Andrew Murray, you said said that pride is at the root of every sin. And evil that, and if you think about, it, if you were to take uh, each fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, long suffering, and so on, and strip them down to what's at the root of each one, or what's needed to produce each one, it would be humility. Mm-hmm. We need humility to produce the fruit of the spirit, that love and that kindness and that goodness you know it's a the think not thinking of yourself but thinking of others and amen ministering and to focusing others. on god yes and uh and uh and focusing on others yeah. yes another uh reformed uh, pastor of years ago william Plummer, said it this way humility is the mother of contentment mm. those who realize that they deserve nothing will be content with anything and when we become lifted up with pride and think we deserve something good at God's hands, it is impossible to satisfy us. Mm-hmm. But with the humble is wisdom, quietness, gentleness, and contentment. He who expects nothing because he deserves nothing is sure to be satisfied with the treatment that he receives at God's hands. Mm-hmm. The proud man is like a bullock unaccustomed to the yoke. He is turbulent and fiery. He alienates friends, he makes enemies, he has much trouble and sorrow where the humble man passes quietly along. Pride and contentment do not go together, neither do contentment and carnal ambition. 
Do you seek great things for yourself? Jeremiah 45, seek them not. He who is carnally ambitious will not be content with whatever he gains because each elevation widens his horizon and gives him a view of something else which he greatly longs for. Mm. And so he is tossed from vanity to vanity, a stranger to solid peace. Are you ambitious for the things of this world? Then you are your own tormentor because humility (laughs) is the mother of contentment. Wow. You know, I, I'm thinking here as uh, as we compare the going back to pride a little bit and now humility, uh, we gave examples of people being proud. The person who rejects God's grace is saying, I can get to heaven mm-hmm. on my own good works. Yep. The ultimate of pride and not humbling himself because he says in, in Psalm 18:27, for you save a humble people. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the haughty eyes you bring down. Mm. The person who is, who is not willing to say, I surrender, you're God and I'm not, and I need a Savior. Mm. Mm. Humility is that one character quality that will enable us to be all that Christ wants us to be. It's really at the root of, of, of all virtue. Uh, you know, we really can't come to God without it, can we? We have to humble mm. ourselves, yes. Jesus says. Uh, you know, to repent is humility. We can't really love God supremely without it. We cannot be an effective witness for Christ without it. You ever see a proud, prideful, effective witness? We can't be. Uh, we cannot love without it. We can't serve others without it. We can't lead a God in a godly way without it. We can't communicate properly without it. We can't resolve conflict without it. We can't deal with sin in ourselves or sin in other people's lives rightly without it. And we especially can't resist sin in our own lives without mm-hmm. it. You know, in short, what I'm saying is we have to, we must embrace and we have to live out humility in order to truly live and be who God means for us to be. And that's why God exhorts us through the Apostle Paul where he says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. gentleness, Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 4. And you know, God makes, he makes a lot of promises for people that will humble themselves, doesn't he? What are some some promises? Uh, Can you think of any promises that God uh, makes to those who will humble themselves? He gives grace to the humble. Ah. Mm-hmm. He will not despise the humble mm-hmm. in Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. He, will, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, mm-hmm. he says, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will he- heal their land. I'll lead them. I'll teach them in Psalms throughout. Mm-hmm. I'll, they'll hear me. Mm-hmm. There's so many benefits of, uh, he, he says, I'll make you glad. Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up an interesting verse, uh, James 4, 6, uh, God resists the proud, but it says he gives grace, grace to, to the him. humble. That's the promise. He gives grace to the humble. And it's an interesting thing, that phrase. I remember uh, I, I, uh, looking into that at one point where it says God resists the proud. That word resist is a military term. Mm-hmm. It was used in the military that was drawn up for a battle. They were the resistance. They were resisting the enemy that was coming uh, coming in to try to take over their town, but they would bring that as a resistance and c- buck up against that enemy. And God is like resisting when we're proud, when we're puffed up with pride. He's resisting us, and we have this 
whole turmoil within our lives that is going on in our lives and we don't know what is going on and it's God. God is saying, no, I'm not going to let you go that way any longer. Mm-hmm. I resist you. Mm-hmm. I resist mm-hmm. you. And and uh, and it's God in our lives trying to bring us to a point of humility that he can give us grace. Mm. And what is grace? You know, grace is living out. It's that power, that desire to, to, to do God's will. I think mm-hmm. even we could say that grace is, is that divine help to be able to do God's will. And when we're prideful, we're not going to have God's help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a humble person will have the help from the Lord to do his will and also uh, help in times of trial mm-hmm. to be victorious in times of trial. It makes me think of Paul with his thorn in the flesh. Mm. And what does God say? Mm-hmm. My grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And Paul rejoiced in that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. People, people want to have answers to problems. They want wisdom. Mm-hmm. And in Psalm uh, 11, 2, it says, When pride comes, then comes, comes disgrace, yeah. but mm-hmm. with the humble is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wow. So many reasons. Mm-hmm. I think I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, we know that the greatest example— Well, we're of, too proud to say you're <laughs> preaching to us. <laughs> the, gra- the greatest example of pride was Lucifer, right? Right. Yes. And the results— well, then who, whom is the greatest example of humility? The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord mm. yes. Jesus Christ. Is, Lord. Isn't it neat, too, that how, he, how Jesus described himself, he, it's a, he says of himself that he was meek and lowly in heart. And when you think about Jesus, how he was just in complete submission to the Father's will. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful picture of just wonderful humility, mm-hmm. an example of humility. Cornelius Tyree, another of these old Puritan pastors I've been giving tonight, based on Second Corinthians ten one, humility and the gentleness of Christ, says how strikingly was this grace of humility displayed in our model and redeemer. Mm. Though no other being ever had the same reasons to entertain high opinions of himself, yet no one was ever equally as humble. He voluntarily chose the humblest life, the humblest associates, the humblest food, the humblest dress, the humblest demeanor, and died the most humiliating death. All of you take up my yoke and learn from me, says Christ, because I am gentle and humble in heart. Mm. Humility is indispensable to scriptural piety. The most incongruous of all things is a proud Christian. Mm. And he washed their feet yes. of the apostles. <laughs> wow, that's amazing, isn't it? You can imagine if the Lord, if you, you, and you knew who He was, and He was going to wash your feet. <laughs> would that be? Uh, that would. I, I don't uh, even know what the words are. It's, it's, it's just it's almost unthinkable. I know. Yeah. You know, First Peter, uh, chapter five, verse five. He says that we are to be clothed with humility we mm-hmm. are to be clothed mm-hmm. with humility it's a, it's a command actually you know what are some we, we were looking at some ways that we manifest sinful pride what are some ways that humility w- would manifest itself in our life now now when i say that humility is difficult because the moment you think you have it you lost it 
sometimes when I teach on this topic, yeah. I, I kind of joke with the people around me without them knowing, and I say, hey, how many of you are here are proud of your humility? Raise your hand, and I do it real quick. <laughs> Usually one, one hand almost goes up. But once you think you have it, what happened? Yeah. You just yeah. lost it. Yeah. Yeah. But what would be so some ways? So I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say how it's in, in someone else's life. You mean how other people yeah, manifest yeah, yeah, humility? Right, right. How Glenn. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. You know what's always a blessing for me to see is is uh, a counselee or something who is truly seeking to depend on the Lord. Or they're really making an effort to trust in the character of God and apply that to their lives by how they're living each day. You know, it's not that everything's going perfectly, ever all their problems are solved, but they are exhibiting a trusting walk mm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a two-minute break here, and once again, I'd like you to listen to some resources that are available to you. And if you'd like to call in, we can be reached locally at 216 901 0933. We'll be back in two minutes. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. If you live in the Cuyahoga Falls area and are looking for a church home, consider visiting The Sanctuary, led by Pastor Jim Dockery. The Sanctuary is a non-denominational church that seeks to worship God with passion and to always adhere to sound biblical doctrine. We believe in vying for the hearts of the unchurched through creative adult and youth programs, in addition to equipping committed church and community members for service and leadership. We're also determined to restore backslidden and broken hearted believers to Christ. The Sanctuary 
Sanctuary meets for Sunday morning worship at 10. We're located at 1624 Northmoreland Boulevard in Cuyahoga Falls. For more information, call 330-923-1742. That's 330-923-1742. The Sanctuary is a church where God's love is our refuge. Welcome back to Transforming Lives. We're uh, talking on the topic of a biblical view of pride and humility. And we saw that that pride is something, sinful pride is something that a Christian should be concerned with overcoming in their life. We looked at some illustrations of that, biblical illustrations and how it manifests itself. And pride, uh, the, the, the biblical solution to it is humility, humility is to replace pride in the Christian's life and how Jesus Christ is the epitome of humility. And we also notice that, that God, uh, Peter tells us in, in, in God's word that we are to be clothed with humility and, and the ways that we can be, uh, um, man, that can manifest itself. One of the ways is just being overwhelmed with God's undeserved grace in our life as believers. And his goodness, a, a humble person sees himself as truly deserving hell. Mm-hmm. And he's immensely grateful to God for forgiving him mm-hmm. of so much. But, you know, guys, we have a few minutes left. I'd like to, uh, there may be people out there and say, you know what, I see this manifestation of pride in me. And like I, like I said at the beginning, every one of us has pride. It's just a matter of how much we have. So let's uh, end with, uh, with one last question. How can a person be <laughs> transformed from pride to humility? How would you counsel such a person? I would start, Armin, by seeing how much he knows about God, mm-hmm. how much he knows about his character and his attributes, especially his holiness. Mm. And then I would take him to, to some teaching, and I would have him memorize some scriptures, explain those scriptures, and then at the same time, I would want to teach him about his sinfulness. What is sin? What are, these, what are these sinful patterns in your life, these prideful, and be able to identify? And then I would want him to put on Christ. That's what we, we want to be clothed in, to look to Christ, to look to his example, and to follow him in the way he lived and the way he responded to situations when he had every right to be proud if he wanted to. Amen. If it's true... And I believe it is that as Christians, we don't break habits. We replace habits. Mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest places you can take someone is to Philippians chapter 2. And uh, Philippians chapter 2, I like the way the NIV puts it, at least in this portion. It says, your attitude should be like that of Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus, who, although being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but was willing to give himself up. And I think that's the that's the real issue that I would uh, deal with with people in this in this matter. And I think the way that we get there, Armin, to and to give people hope, is by what we read in Romans chapter twelve, one and two, mm-hmm. that each day we die to ourselves. Each day we, as it were, put ourselves on the altar, mm-hmm. and we give of ourselves to God, the, our aspirations, our desires, our wants. And we know that in the great Danach of Christianity, Martin Luther called these the great paradoxes of Christianity, that God will lift us up in a better way than we could have ever 
had. And it's going to take time. Transformation yes. is not That's a right. quick fix. Mm-hmm. You don't That's get right. from pride mm-hmm. to humility mm-hmm. without a lot of effort, without a lot of prayer, and focus on Christ. And, and I think one yes. of the things that's necessary, too, in that process, in that put-off, put-on process, then, is confession and repentance. Amen. Right, Amen. That, yes. those things. Yes. Amen. Yes, and that consistent sense of dependency on the Lord. And I just want to share this one quote from Jim Berg that I think really capstones what we've been talking about tonight. It says, A man's potential for God lies not in his ability nor in his opportunity, but in his humility Mm. before God. Mm. Well, we have about a minute here. I'd just like to say uh, for those of you out there to, uh, to, to move, be transformed from pride to humility, pray for God to help you put off pride and produce humility in you. Mm-hmm. Read the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Read the Psalms. Read the prophets, and you'll gain a high view of God, and you'll gain a proper view of self, and study Jesus. Mm. Study yeah. Jesus. No better example. Amen. Yeah. Well, God is actively fighting against pride in order that he might capture or win us. God will deal with your pride if you will not. Mm. He says, For thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place and also with a contrite and lowly spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and revive the heart Mm. of the contrite. Amen. Well, once again, it's been a joy to be with you. Join us next week, 7 o'clock, for Transforming Lives as we discuss hope for homosexuals. God bless you, and good night. Good night. Good night. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Forget the TV. Boot up your PC. Watch K. Arthur whenever you want at LightSource.com. Video of precepts for life on demand. LightSource.com. Do you have questions? God has answers. Join me, Pastor Al, Sundays at 11 p.m. on Late Night Live with Pastor Al. AM 1220, The Word. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive Boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-478-5410. That's 1-800-478-5410. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Try Avacor risk-free today. Call 1-800-478-5410.
1-800-478-5410. Does your growing church require more space immediately? Sprung Structures, an innovative new building alternative called the Stressed Membrane Structure, provide creative facilities that will generate excitement throughout your community. Northwood Baptist Church in Florida says people experience the wow factor the moment they walk into the building. Call 1-800-528-9899 to discover how a Sprung Structure, one of the most energy-efficient buildings in the construction industry, can provide your church with instant recognition, dynamic worship space, and multi-purpose youth and gymnasium space. Sprung structures are delivered from inventory usually within three to four weeks of order. The speed of construction will ensure you're in your new facility in a fraction of the time of conventional construction. Karen Kelly of Saddleback Church in California adds, we put great value on flexibility in our facilities and Sprung structures provide the kind of flexibility a growing church needs. Structures available as lease or purchase. Call 1-800-528-9899. That's 1-800-528-9899 or visit our website at sprung.com. Thousands of people in northern Ohio are doing the exact same thing you are, listening to this message. Now, if this was your opportunity to talk to all these people, what would you say? What would make them think of your business first the next time they need what you offer? How could a customized radio commercial just like this bring more customers through your door this weekend? Call 216-525-1818. AM 1220 The Word has just the answer. You see, The Word knows that if you broadcast the right message the right number of times, your business can very quickly become a brand name that people remember. And with a proven formula that will dominate our listeners on Saturdays and Sundays, we'll keep your offer top of mind. Time and time again, businesses that brand their message on the weekend are the ones that achieve the most cost-effective impressions. And if you call 216-525-1818 right now, we'll show you how. Success is standing by at AM 1220, The Word. Some statistics say 4 out of 10 high school students are at risk for dropping out, but the students themselves say something else. 10 of them are filming their year, so you can see what it's really like to try and graduate high school. You can see their stories at BoostUp.org. I might have to do 11th grade over again. And my mom, she always gets told me about that. When I started high school, my social scene was all that would count. I didn't do my schoolwork. It's bad enough I didn't graduate in June like I was supposed to. Go to BoostUp.org each month to see new footage. In the ninth grade, I started meeting people that was into the party scene. It was a Monday through Friday thing. To see what statistics aren't showing you. There's been time when I thought I wasn't going to graduate. My mom pushed me, telling me I have to go to night school. And what the path to graduation really looks like. It's real hard, especially being a black man. A lot of gamers look at you as a gang member, too. They come to me and tell me, oh, man, you should have seen what I did yesterday. Oh, me and my homeboys, he went and shot this guy over here. The class of 06, 10 films by 10 students trying to graduate. Only at BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Love may be in the air, but it doesn't always translate well into our families. Hi, this is Dr. Bill Meyer for Focus on the Family. If you want to turn Valentine's love and affection into something helpful for your home, well, tune in for our family-friendly advice and encouragement this weekend. We'll help you improve your marriage, your parenting, and your family life with Focus on the Family's Weekend Magazine. Focus on the Family Weekend. Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. right here on AM 1220, The Word. WHKW Cleveland, WHKZ Warren. Northern Ohio's Word. Northern Ohio's Word. A-